It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? I'll tell you what, Jeff. We got one of the catchiest intros, and in, uh, oh, it's uh, great! Uh, just dun, 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 I'm in the shower, dun, dun, and then dun, 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 the, the wonders dun, dun. of stock audio, royalty-free audio. <laughs> I love it. That's what it is. Well, Good folks, evening, y'all. Good I'm evening. not Max. You're not Max. Max will. Uh, he took the night off. He'll be back at some point. So, Max, when you're ready, come on back. I'd love to have you. This is the JV squad here. We got Jeff Vexler. That's right. With uh, brother Bob working the knobs. <laughs> oh man, can we retire that? Working the knobs. It, That's what he's doing. <laughs> of course, I'm I'm Drew, your your host, and well, comic relief. Working the knobs. Little comic relief. Hey guys, uh, we're coming to you live from the Flying Whipper Production Studios. Again, if you get a chance, hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, after the show, all my Facebook friends that I have will do a. I'll have a link down there that you can click on and. Just hit that button for us again. You know, it just kind of helps us uh, get our name out there. So, man, we've had a we've had a week, crazy week. It's been a bizarro week. I, I saw a wild fan during an NFL game, and he ran on the field and started. Oh, that was Antonio Brown. <laughs> that, was, that was Antonio Brown. What would you think of that? Well, were you watching it live first? No, I was working. Of course. Okay, okay. But, when you saw the replay. Oh, here. It, it, we got the replay. We have it. Oh, let's see that. I love that part where he tries to get it yeah. off from the top and, and he can't can get, get some help. <laughs> and one of his buddies is like, Mike man. Evans, like, nah, like, hey, dude, dude, nah, dude, nah, dude. Dude, dude, don't do it. Dude, don't do it. And look at the fans. They're like, I'm going to get me a souvenir. So this must have been a fan cam here. Oh, yeah, that, that was a fan cam. That's and then, definitely cell phone footage. That's awesome. And this was off the broadcast. Howard trying to convince him to keep them on. Obviously, they were unable to do Yeah. My comment is, would I take what's going on in his head for that body? Hey, well, that guy's built like a dinosaur. <laughs> Bob, you would, wouldn't you? That is You'd a, think about that That's trade, a six-pack, man. Oh, dude, he looks great. He is ripped. I mean, he looks great. He's... So, is am I correct? This is his eleventh season in the NFL. Is that right? Nine with the Steelers. Nine with the. I believe it's nine with the Steelers. Two with the Bucks. No, and there was a season with the Patriots. Sort of. Yeah. Okay, my bad. My bad. I was sort of counting that. And then he tried to play for the Raiders. You know, you're but, right. Okay, but froze his foot. Yeah, so it's going to be hard to figure out on like how many seasons he's actually played. But okay, then, so he's, he he's twelve years in. He looks great. Oh yeah, he looks great, and, and he, he had a good season. I know it's a shame. He but, was a little bit away from three three hundred and thirty three thousand dollar bonuses. Is that right? Yeah. What were the three? <sighs> Touchdowns, receiving receptions, and I think receiving yards. Wow. I think it was like one touchdown, 50, 55 yards. So I see a lot of people throwing up hands saying like, well, yeah. you know, this is a disgust. This is an affront to Slam to, to, helmet to, down on the ground. To, to sports and to football. And look, I get it. It certainly appears to be an affront to sports <laughs> and, and, and sporting yeah. ways and to football in particular. He's got a mental condition. I think we can for sure say that now. There's some things going on. 
And secondly, management issues. have y'all read about this stuff where he says that his ankle was hurting so bad that he really didn't want to play? Well, we'll get into that because uh, we'll get into that, but carry on. No, on uh, I, well, go, go now because if in well, fact was a league, uh, you know, he, he may be covering for himself because now the league has asked Tampa Bay to kind of put the foot off the gas for a minute and let's size what's going on. Cause make them show their cards. Well, they're afraid of a, a potential lawsuit if yeah. if he comes back and says, "Hey, I was told to play hurt," which I don't. Which think is that's the every case. other player that's ever yeah. played in yeah. the NFL. I mean, yeah, it's part he of. He didn't look hurt of walking off the field. He sure didn't. And nope. uh, you know, there's two things I've always said: um, don't give yourself your own haircut, <laughs> and, and never quit on your team. Now, I can't speak to his haircut, but he, he definitely quit on the team and. It's sad because, you know, um, I, I wished him the best. And he was just having too many issues with the vaccination deal and the freezing foot and yeah. the DoorDash driver he assaulted or whatever was going on with that. It just Oh, he's a headache. There's no doubt about it. I mean, so, the fact that Mike Tomlin put up with him for nine years is well, that pretty amazing. Because he's a player's coach. He is. You know, and Arian Stahl counts as a player's coach. So if I'm not mistaken, though, Tampa Bay has not cut him. Nope. They have not. Because the league is asking him to take a step back. And I think the league's in the process of maybe covering themselves against any kind of retribution if he comes back on the league and says, I was told to go play and I can't. I was hurt. And he told me to get out there and then kick me off. The yeah, floor. but there's, I mean, there's enough of a track record of Obviously. weirdness in that boy's head. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, I'm old enough to call anybody of that age a, yeah. a, a boy, a kid. You are. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, that's why I'm not on camera. Uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't mind the antics. I don't, I, I don't even mind him taking off his pads and Jersey on, on the, on, on the sidelines. I actually don't even mind him parading around half naked in the end zone. Don't quit on your team. Don't yeah. don't quit on your team. I'm just saying, if they haven't cut him, are they considering that they might bring him back? Because I, I honestly... Think, they don't have a receiver. Tampa Bay can't win without him. They cannot, well, they cannot go deep. Well, they could beat the Jets. Okay, they could beat the Jets. They <laughs> could beat... They could beat a first-round opponent, theoretically, without him. But I can't see them making a real run worthy of Tom Brady's season without him. They almost have to have him. And if they're not cutting him now... Personally, I think that's his career going down the toilet. Well, you don't think he's ever going to play again? I don't. I'd, I mean, put, I'd put money on he, him playing again. If, if this had been maybe his first, maybe his second... Maybe his third incident, but it's just becoming becoming too problematic. Now, if he comes out, if he's smart, he comes out, reads a statement, uh, says, yes, you know, I am, I've got some mental health issues I need to work on. Uh, I need to take some time away from the game, work on those issues, and he addresses it, and then he comes back a year from now and says, hey, this is what I did, um, and he takes accountability and responsibility then maybe I would not hold your breath on that. That's no. just not how AB does it. I mean, I, that's well, not that's what, what he did saying. with the Raiders. But if he doesn't do that, he's gone, dude. He's gone. I don't know. I think Tampa Bay would probably. I mean, we've seen Brady do this. Well, you heard Arians after the press conference. He said he is no longer a buck. 
And he did and, say and that. So did Brady. Basically, hey, I wish him well. And then the league stepped in the next day and said, uh, "Time out." And 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 maybe giving Tampa Bay coverage, but at the end of the day, they don't have a receiving core. They don't. They they don't. And Not without Godwin injured, I, you know, I mean, Evans on his own, not good enough. Yeah, I, I the, can't imagine though any scenario after that that he comes back. It's, it'd just be way too much of a distraction. Well, I mean, you have Cyril Grayson, who I think was a butler for Downton Abbey before running track for LSU, didn't yeah. play in college at all. And and this is what this is what this is what Tom Brady does. He finds some guy who was pulling slurpees at the local 7-Eleven and throws touchdowns to Who's the little white dude? Scotty Miller, maybe? Yeah, I mean, he he finds Is that his name? I can't remember. Did I get that right? You know who I'm talking about, the little white guy. They'll figure out a a way to utilize him like he's Wes Welker, and they're still going to be okay. But now, I believe maybe anticipation of whatever might have come out down the road, uh, didn't they pick up Perryman from Chicago when he got released? Rashad Perryman? Uh, yeah, it would have to the, be. The receiver, Perryman, yeah. yeah. He's a good veteran, and uh, maybe Bob's looking at that, but I think he's on the roster. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll be okay. They still don't have a secondary. That's a huge problem. And I know we're going to talk a yeah. little more in depth about the NFL playoffs and, and yeah. future matchups coming up here in a little while, but yeah. the, the Bucks need Antonio Brown. Yeah. I wish him well, but, yeah, I don't see him – Taking another snap in the NFL again. We'll see. Do you really wish him well? I do. Okay. No, I mean, you know what? Here's Seems the th- like you kind of don't. Seems like you're kind of no, like, don't let all, the door hit all. you. Hey, all of us can reflect on issues we've had in our life. And yeah. one of the first steps of getting help, and obviously he needs help, is addressing whatever issue you have and taking accountability for it. That's the first step in any program. Yeah, you're right. Take huh. accountability. And then... That's what he's got to do. And I really don't believe unless he takes accountability, which you said isn't his way. I don't think that's what but, he's going to do. But, but his talent level is so high. If he was third and four, third or fourth on the depth chart, we're, one, we're not having this conversation. Oh, no doubt. He's, he's Two, he doesn't make it past the second or third year. Next year he's 35, and I understand he's got talent, but you know he's going to be 35. Years. Now, if he was 24, 25 years old, had seven, eight, nine years ahead of him, then I'd say, you know Coaches what, suffer through headaches for talent all the time. But you're right. He's probably too old and probably not talented enough so still. So what you're saying, Which, now that Gallup went down, Jerry Jones may call him? Well, no, the big question is, the big question is Terrell Owens. If Terrell Owens is actually offering his services to the Bucks, which I read earlier today, like, oh, no, you, you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. I want to yeah. see it. I'm just saying I want to see it. You know, the, I think Brady's going to be like, we proceed with our troops. I'm the general. He's not going to want some kind of sideshow going on. Did you look up the little white dude they got? I don't, know how, to, I, I don't know how to do a Google search for I'll the little, for the should, little white dude. It shouldn't be hard because there's probably not that many little white <laughs> I'm dudes. I'm telling you, it's like well, let's, well, let's do this. While we're looking for the little white dude that yes. threw to Bra- uh, Brady through to yeah. Um CFP, semifinal blowouts. Bob has it here on the yeah. screen. Now, yeah, they were blowouts, but the little engine they could. Cincinnati actually. Oh at, come on! Dude, what are you gonna? What are you about it, to it, say? It was ten three at halftime. Right. Oh, okay. And and if they had gone down and scored right after, which they actually should have. Um, I'm not saying they would have won the game, 
But they didn't look as bad as Hairball in Michigan. <laughs> Hairball. I, I will That's give good. you that. Jeff and I were talking a little earlier. The tragedy of New Year's weekend mm. was we had those crap-for-watch games on New Year's Eve. And then on New Year's Day, the games that none of us cared about, well, I did not care about, were actually ended up being good. They were really good. Good the games. The Ohio State game was awesome. Yeah, that was, that was an outstanding game. I was rooting so hard against your Buckeyes, yeah. and the Utes just couldn't pull it off. I'm going to drink, but I'm not going to drink to that. <laughs> Breaking out an old standby. The By the way, we were talking about money a minute ago. How much do you owe me for um, my prediction on the Alabama wipe, uh, you know, wipeout of, of Cincinnati? Well, okay, there's a difference between 52 and 10 and 33 and 6. The last time I counted, it's about a... It's not that much. <laughs> Do the counting, it's fine. There's 25 points. It was a whooping. It was a whooping. The second half, the breeding took over. But My- the first half, <laughs> they, they hung around in the first half. It wasn't a close football game. So yeah, I didn't say it was. Yeah, so, so so what do we think? But it wasn't a 52 to 10 blowout. It was 30, what to six? I think 33. 33-6. Okay. It, 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 it just shows we have the top of the SEC, because I think the rest of the SEC went over in bowl games. Yeah. And then the top of the SEC goes 2-0. Yeah. and o. So we have the top of the SEC and the rest of college football. Yeah. It, it, it just shows that – between you know Alabama, Georgia, and then the gap to the next team is level, yeah. huge. Well, maybe yeah. that is the thing that you take away from it is yeah. that the the top of the SEC is just that much better than everybody else because LSU looked atrocious last night, like not like a real college football team. You know the Aggies didn't even play, so I'm sure they'd like to have a word, but you know they don't get to because you didn't play. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that's the deal, is that the class of the SEC is just that good. You know, I, I'm going to be honest. I kind of hate college football. kind of hate it. I want to see good games. And you know what college football never gives you? Good games. It's well, been a while, but there's been some college championship games have been pretty good. And, and, and Georgia is looking for advice on how to be at Alabama. It, it, if you'll indulge me for about a two-and-a-half-minute yeah. Side trip. You think you got it all figured out? Well, let's just watch this. Okay. Okay, we all know the situation. I have a seven-game losing streak against Alabama. Now, everyone in this room has one thing in common. You've all beat them. So help me! Clemson, you blew them out in 2019. What do you have for me? Well, you need a generational talent at quarterback. Yep, right there. Once in a lifetime talent. I concur. <laughs> Talking about Bo Nix down there? We don't have that! We have a fifth-year senior former walk-on! Ew. Okay, look. You don't need generational talent at quarterback. You just need that one average player that has the best game of his life. Preach! He did tear it up against Michigan in the semis. Also, a a huge home-field crowd advantage is a must. Critical. Absolute must. Everyone plays way over their heads at home. Might be the most important element of this whole thing. Uh... So, where are you playing? In a generic Midwestern neutral site, nine and a half hours away from our home stadium. Okay. Um. Okay, then it goes into that is great. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite YouTube channels to to, to throw some props. SEC Shorts about every week. Cool. They, they also have a running gag between Georgia fans and Hope. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's really good right there, by the way. Well, really so good think, stuff. Uh, um, who's going to win this Georgia-Alabama game? I'll take Alabama again, I and I'll I'm take drifting. them. I, I had Georgia to win it all. Started the season up. Man, my, my money's kind of – my money and my mind are starting to drift towards Alabama. Let me ask you this. You're a college football fan, aren't you? Sure. I'm kind of not. Like, what I want to watch are great games, great matchups particularly. And in the NBA and in the NFL, that's the way I view those sports as I look through tonight's NBA matchups. The 62nd game of the year and L.A. And I don't care. Honestly, if you just follow the great matchups, you know, if it's Golden State versus Brooklyn or Golden State versus whomever else, okay. those are going to be excellent matchups. And if you watch the NFL – it's not about, you know, oh, the Redskins versus the Giants. It's a classic rivalry. That's going to be a crap football game. Give me the top tiers. Well, are they playing that game in Washington? <laughs> I don't because know. then there really will be crap because FedEx Field has a problem with their sewage. <laughs> That's right. Well, we, but, are, we are going back, though, to, uh, you know, with Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. There's going to be some uh, – if the Big Ten and Pac-10 can marry up, which there's talk of doing that – I mean, that's going to be some great football. Can you imagine third week of the season? You got USC against Ohio State and Oklahoma playing Alabama. But here's the thing is I don't care who's historically great. That has nothing to do with it. That's the Redskins versus the Giants. I don't care if they've had wars on the football field for their you know entire football lives. I want to see the cl- current class of the NFL battle the current class of the NFL. And this past weekend, as you and I previewed last week, we got one of those. We had the Bengals against the Chiefs, and it was awesome. And I mentioned to you that I, that was the game for me. Yeah. And I, I, I told you I thought, I thought the Bengals were maybe a team that was steadily had their arrow pointing up. Maybe they could be that surprise team that wins yeah. the Super Bowl. And here they go. They beat the Chiefs on about the most bizarre set of circumstances yeah, I mean, you could ever have. That, that was an offensive powerhouse. Five yards, two and a half minutes. The whole game had been just touchdown, touchdown, <laughs> touchdown, and then they get inside the 10, and it's they spent two and a half minutes trying to get four yards. It was pathetic, but nonetheless, a great football game. Yeah. And I want to watch, you know, those sorts of things. And if you go through a college football calendar, you're not going to find more than six games annually that are really must-see, and that drives me nuts. I'm I'm with I'm with Jeff on this though I am going to depart from him. I think that I think the title game is going to be good. It better be. Uh, if I'm if I'm Georgia, I'm like, why did you why did you make me a favor? Because Saban and Alabama is is going to use that as rat poison. I can't believe well, that's scary. Ray, but Vegas knows what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Of course, uh, George, they do. Georgia got blown out by Alabama. They were exposed. Their defense was. And then to come out and make them right now, they're three point. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that was one of the five best games of the year, by the way. One of those that you had to watch. But then, but it, it wasn't great. Yeah. See, but a guy like me is like, man, I'm getting Alabama plus three against a team they blew out. But then you know how these things work. Next thing you know, the game Georgia's thirty-eight and Alabama seventeen, and we're like. Why didn't I take Georgia? That's well, where I like to begin. They're kids. They're college-age yeah. kids, and you never know what's going to happen, really, when you have 18- to 22-year-old athletes taking yeah. the field and butting heads. But I'll take Alabama okay. all day long. Okay, I'm on Alabama, too. Um, 
when that kid ran that uh, ran the ball, but when he took the team ninety five yards against Auburn, that that made me a believer. Yeah. And I mean, you can't really step up into a bigger moment than that. Yeah. Their season was on the line. They would had a couple minutes left, and he marches them ninety five yards down the field. As a true freshman quarterback, it's studly, no doubt about it. Um, do you not see my point about college football, though? That it's kind of a farce. I, I He's do, in denial. Well, no, it's not that I don't. But what do you do about it? You what make you, you make you make the super conferences and you make them play well, each other. I think that's and what no Louisiana Lafayettes, none of them. Cut those games out. Those games are a laugh. They're a joke. People get hurt. I don't care if it's a big boon for for Louisiana Lafayette. What's well, money? Forget equity, it. You know, I mean, they got to have. I, I just think the mergers of the conferences. You're going to see a lot better quality college football each week. I, I think I think that's true. How yeah. many great college football programs would you say there are in the United States? Great right now, or like, great historically? Just yeah, yeah, great on its entirety. You know, because currently, Ten. great is is always fluctuating. Ten. I think it's a little more than that. Might be. I think it's more like 25 or 30. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm going to include Wisconsin, the Wisconsins of the world. I can't include them as, I can include Michigan, but not Wisconsin. Michigan, Wisconsin. Out of the Big Ten, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio Ohio, State. Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Penn State as well. I wouldn't wouldn't put Wisconsin in there. I would. I would. Okay. Uh, Perennial top 10. Okay, there's four out of there. You're going to get three out of the Pac-10? Pack, pack USC, Oregon. Well, Oregon, just not. Actually, USC and UCLA. Those and are and, and Oregon. Oregon has to be. Are we going back 20 years? Or well, are we going back? I, yeah. I mean, they you have Nike money. They count. They count. They okay. count. They have a national championship. They count. Um, and the SEC, what? Ten out of the SEC? No. A&M, Alabama, Florida. Now you got Texas and Oklahoma uh, that I would consider, and Georgia. So I got six that are perennial, perennial through the years. Okay, from, so we're pretty close to twenty sixty to now. Yeah. Anyway, the NFL annually has how many great teams? Great teams. Well, this year the none. It's like five, six. So if you could just have these perennially great programs battling each other every single week, you'd have a product that's better okay. than the NFL. All right, so be ready in September. The first game is Ohio State and Oklahoma, who's, by um, the way, losing all their recruits right now. Oklahoma. They're bailing out on Venables. Big it, do, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to be interested in that football game. Yeah. You know? I mean, much more so than if Indiana were playing Ohio State in week one. Well, let's talk about a guy that was interested his entire life in football, and that's Dan Reeves. He passed away. So another great one. Yeah, he was Do you have awesome. a picture of Dan Reeves? I do. Now, there he is. Look at this guy. Impeccably I mean, dressed. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a banker. That's how they dressed back in the day. And let's see the new age coaches, oh. how they dress. Good <laughs> God. You can it's, see his becker. It, yeah, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's, it, you know... If I saw the guy at stop and go, I'd probably offer him a coffee. And <laughs> you know, he's, got, he's got his little suitcase with him. You know, it's it's pitiful. Uh, yeah, that's, but he was man. He was a sharp. You a big fan of Dan Reeves? You know, I'm a fan of anybody that committed their entire life to football. He coached 23 consecutive seasons. 
Did he really? With multiple teams. So that's that's strong. 535 win percentage, more or less. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. One of one of only five NFL head coaches to win 200 career games. And it was 60% when he was with the, the Broncos, which is obviously what most of us remember him for. And is I he, will is say... Is he a Hall of Famer? No. No. Not Should in the Hall be? of Fame. Of course. I agree. I mean, I certainly think of him as one of the more important football coaches of my lifetime growing up watching yeah. the sport. I mean, he's in the conversation with Joe Gibbs. Yeah, I agree. Joe Gibbs is in the so, Hall of Fame. So, Gibbs, Reeves... Those were the guys that, who was the uh, um, Madden? Those were just the guys you grew up watching in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, Schottenheimer. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, Reeves, a player with the Cowboys before he ever right. became a coach. Yeah. Was it, it was actually in five, what, five Super Bowls as a, as a Cowboy, four Super Bowls as a coach, never won a Super Bowl, Yeah, which I think is one of the reasons why he's not in, but he never should be. Never won any for all the teams? Just say he was he won one as five. a Cowboy. Five Something Super like Bowls that. as a player? He was in nine Super Bowls total. I thought he won one with the Cowboys. Nine Super Bowls total? As an assistant that has coach. to be Hall of Fame. Yeah. How do you deny a nine Super Bowl? Yeah, with a 23 year, Super Bowl player. 28-year coaching career, 23 consecutive. Oh, that's amazing. You know, he's got, he was just a great coach. Yeah, he was. He you know, and there. by the way, when you look back and the Madden death, which we talked about at length last week, um, in his lifetime winning percentage, which was a very short career, made me look into, hey, what are, what are the greatest win percentages in NFL history? Yeah. You will be shocked how low some of the percentages are for other great, presumably great head coaches. It. It's really surprising. I mean, uh, other coaches that I thought were really good, like Marcells, Tom probably. Coughlin and whatever... They're they're either a little under or a little over five hundred. Yeah. That's it. Like there's very few people in the sixties yeah. and and only one in the seventieth percentile. It's hard, and it speaks to longevity, and it just speaks to you know the ability to to get teams uh, in your system, having players believe in it, and then going out there and executing your vision. Wow, this actually this list. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up for the people that are watching. Um, is well, that win percentage list? Win percentage list, yeah. It's, Hold on I'm second. telling you, it's surprising. It's really surprising. Good head coaches, people that in your head, we, you and I, yeah. people of the same age, remember as really good head coaches, yeah. are extremely poor well, you on were surprised win percentage. Men had the highest. I didn't know that. I did know that. I did know that. But 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 it was partially, you know, because. He didn't elongate his career. I mean, Dan Reeves, when he left the Broncos, was over 60%. Yeah. But then he moves along, he does the Chargers and everywhere else, and he's he's down to 60%. All right, here we go. Okay, Guy dude, Chamberlain. Pe- people that played in the Civil War don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, that doesn't care. Here's John Madden, Madden Vince Lombardi, Lombardi obviously. Other George way, Allen. George yeah. Allen. Jim Harbaugh so, with a 69 and a half percentage. Oh, so let's Madden, talk about Harbaugh. Madden is the only person in the modern era with a 70% win percentage, which is amazing. Well, keep yeah. Harbaugh up there. Uh, what do you want now, to talk about well, Harbaugh? Now, now that he had his moment. He's not going to the NFL. I, yeah, now, I know where you're going. He's not going to the NFL. Now he's might be cashing out for the NFL. Why? Because he's a mom's I didn't even mom, read. Sorry. I didn't even read that. I told is mom that, I wouldn't curse on the program. Is that a real thing? Yeah, there's there's real talk between the Raiders, the Bears. I don't he, think he's going back. But see, here's the why thing. would he? I'll tell you why. Because he knows he doesn't have the talent level year in and year out to compete against Ohio State. He certainly, even if he wins the Big Ten, 
he doesn't have the talent to compete against the SEC. So why sit there and you know that you're not going to be able to recruit the kind of players you need when you can go to the NFL and essentially work with the owner of whoever you decide to go to work for and build a team? Because an NF- because a college coach is a god on campus. Yeah. He's probably the highest paid. Well, he took a pay cut, so he may not be the highest paid coach in, or the highest paid public employee in Michigan. He's their college coaches are gods on campus. They are that. And I, I kind of feel like he enjoys his ego enough he, to well, enjoy he, that situation. He enjoys his ego enough that he knows that Ohio State's going to own him for the next couple of years. And he knows this was, this was a moment in time after eight years, he was going to be fired to start the season if he didn't produce. And he had a magical run and, and good for him. But, I mean, you, but, you, uh, you know what? You, I'll, I'll sit you, here. You you make you make it sound yeah. You make it sound like it was a miracle. He 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 tweaked who he was going into this season. He uh, brought in a he brought in a lot of youthful assistant coaches. He changed how he coached. He put more on the players. He got rid of his khakis. Did you see him wearing khakis in the last half that, of the season? That, that translates into more wins now. I didn't know that. It, it, it obviously did. So, Smaller pleats. So maybe Urban should have gotten some khakis. Oh, Urban. Didn't Urban coached in khakis? Didn't he? Well, he got a lap dance in khakis. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Bob. Yeah, there you go. Every once in a while, Bob with this pithy comments. But, but maybe, I, I, I say if he's smart, he bails out on Michigan, runs out, gone. You just don't want him in. You, you just don't That's want him That's what I feel anymore. like. He yeah. just doesn't want him there anymore. I, I've told you, he's a little threatened. I, I've told you anybody that can make the Big Ten stronger, and I'm just saying, do I want him to stay? I could care less one way or another, but I don't think that – I think he goes because he knows this was, this was his chance, and the teams he has moving forward aren't going to be any better than what he put together this season. And, and going quickly on down the list, we have – Bill Hoodie Belichick at 11 of 25. Which is amazing, by the way. That 67% winning percentage in this era, I mean, you're not going to find it anywhere else. Yeah, but uh, when you got Tom Brady as your quarterback, uh, Little Sisters of the Poor could have head coached. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Oh, you missed Paul Brown. He was a... Yeah, Paul Brown at 67. Tony Dungy. Yep. So, but you, Mike McCarthy? Yes. You're kidding well, me. Well, that's the Aaron Rodgers. You're Rogers kidding effect. me. Yeah. He couldn't manage a clock if you strapped it to his chest. Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes coaches stumble into good situations. They oh, do. Oh, man. George uh, Seifert? Yeah. Bruce Arians? I know you're looking for Bill Walsh. So just, I am I am actually so looking just, for Bill Walsh. But Mike, by the way, Mike Tomlin. Mike on. Tomlin. Can we all agree? Okay, we'll Actually move on. great head coach. Good try. Look, looking actually at what's happening with Antonio coach? Brown. Yes, absolutely great He's coach. He's an actually great head coach. Yeah. So the Steelers if, over the last 20 years, and mostly of that is the it well, it's the coward Tomlin, you know, put a slash between them uh timeline. They remind me a lot of the Broncos who went uh, from Reeves to um, – who was right after Reeves? Anyway, uh, where the Broncos, for like 20 years, they were never going to be worse than 7 and 9. Yeah. And I think there's something really great to say about that, where you're always relevant. Um, I don't remember them ever – did the Broncos ever have like a four-win season? 
Not that I can recall. Yeah, I mean, every year they, they, they put up 500 plus, except for maybe this year. Yeah. This year. I mean, look, they, they took Jake Plummer to the playoffs, right? Well, speaking of a team, I got something to unveil to you guys. Speaking of a team who's led me to the wilderness since I remember watching football probably in 1972. Got something to unveil for everybody. Nineteen seventy five, this hat was on my head. I was ten years old. Cincinnati Bengals, original hat. Oh wow. wow. Nineteen eighty two. The Ice Bowl. This hat was on my head. Yeah, the year that they lost to Joe Cool. The hat was on my head. Wow. If if you can't put um, into the if you can't put into the end zone after four downs, please. You you're you're not gonna win. The great boomer size in the year they lost to Joe Cool. This was hat that, was on my head. Was that Sam Weish? I'm sorry, it was, it was Sam Weish. My bad, you're right. Sam, Sam Weish, Weish was the head coach. I you're mean. right, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, you're, you're right. Okay. Um, this has been retired through the Andy Dalton years, through all the little dumb bullshit playoff appearances that we had like six years ago. And I'm officially, after watching Joe Burrows, T. Higgins, Boyd. You're back. All the, I'm back, baby. I'm back with a hat. Telling you they're legit, bro. They're legit. Their defense flies around. I know they give up a lot of points. Gave up a lot of points to Kansas City last week, but they fly around. They seem like they're kind of cohesive. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I think the Bengals are your bet. What I liked about them is they're fourteen points down a couple times, and they kept fighting. Yep. And that's something you haven't seen in a Bengals team in a long time. Bob, will you look up Sam Weish's? All-time win percentage? Yeah, absolutely. I think I it's shockingly way. low. It probably is because he struggled the uh, first couple of years. And then struggled in his latter years, Yeah, right? But I remember Sam Weish being what I thought was a pretty damn good head well, coach. He was 122 innovator. and 158. There you go. Uh, Weish was I mean, the guy that, that actually started 40%? Up the, Something like that. But he was an innovator in his time. He's the one that started the no huddle. Yeah. Which is so cool to watch when he did that. They did a lot of yeah, shotgun there yeah. in, in Cincinnati. He was a really great head coach, I thought. But the problem is, as always with the Bengals, it's always been management. They just haven't surrounded them, uh, the coaches with the talent needed yeah. to take it to another level. Hopefully they'll keep these young kids. Hopefully they'll work on a few issues on defense in the offseason and you know, kind of bolster up that uh, offensive line a little I mean, bit. I think you have a lot to hope for. I mean, I mean this this play from Burrows to Chase. This is he's surrounded. Yeah, and boom, it's crazy. It, Look at him separate. It, 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 it's crazy. The whole defense is chasing him. Yeah. So I think we knew coming out of college that he was that good once the ball was in his hands. But his problem early in the season, at the very least, was catching the football. How many all hands catches did he make? Yeah, this past weekend alone, I think there were five where he was just shoving off a defender, catching it all hands, fifty yeah. yards downfield. And if he's going to be that guy yeah. who can make the hands catches and make the underneath catches that he can split the defense and turn it into fifty-five, like good night. Like he's he's the real deal because. He, yeah, because he showed hands like... Um, and that was a big knock against him. 
who was the who was the Texas? I'm going to blank out. Who was the great Texas Tech wide receiver with the big hands, um, who scored a, a bazillion touchdowns for the Raiders? You know who I'm talking about. They go. Uh, oh Lord, never mind. Uh, well, if you're out there watching, folks, uh, I'll think Texas Tex brother Bob. Yeah. Anyway, he reminds me of him with his hands, yeah. but on the ground, he reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. And it's like, wow! If you're going to combine those two things, wow! Yeah, and the and or the Ochocinco, and, and the Bengals skills players, I think they're all under 25. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot to hope for. I, I know, I know. I, I I wouldn't put any money on them, you know, making a Super Bowl run this year. Yeah. They're just too young and inexperienced. I would. Well, I will. Gonna, I don't. I don't think they're going to do it. I'm yeah. just telling you, it's going to be tough. They could. There's, there's no juggernaut, but. But the future is bright. Well, speaking of bright futures, I mean, when it's the third or fourth week of the season, we had written off KC, and look how they've come back. And yeah, but really, to me, they still don't look a level above everybody else the way they I looked no in does, past right, seasons, right? But in past seasons, Kansas City looked like they had another gear yeah. that other teams just couldn't get to. I don't necessarily see that this year. I mean, I see several teams that can get to Kansas City's top gear. And Kansas City's defense, while they're better, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're the team that's going to shut somebody down in the cold weather. Yeah. I mean, and they still can't run the football. Where, you know, Cincinnati, when they put their minds to it, they kind of can. Um, yeah, which it's is cool, dangerous. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just don't think there's a juggernaut. I think if you find good odds on, on the Bengals, go for it. Yeah, I wouldn't this week. Burroughs is out. Mixon's out on COVID protocol. So I think they're just going to rest most of their players. And maybe Baker Mayfield. Talk about, okay, was it just me, guys? Did you watch that Baker Mayfield against Big Ben? Of course. Uh, they talk about him being hurt. It looked to me like he just flat out quit. He was going through the freaking motions. You think? I think he's gone. You think? If they can find you don't think we're going to see him again this year? No, he'll play. He'll play and put up some good numbers against the Bengals because they're arrest everybody. But I, I just don't see it. In that in that division, look at the young guns. You got uh, Josh uh, Allen. Allen. You've got Burroughs. Mm-hmm. You've got Mahomes. I mean, where do you rank Baker Mayfield on the talent level? Oh, he's the lowest on the yeah, talent ball. But, but, but in the NFL, I mean, okay, Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, that type of talent is going to take a mediocre team and make him great. And I mean, can't do that. Br- Brady's going to throw to Cyril Grace and the Butler and and, <laughs> and 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 score a touchdown. All I want my quarterback to do is not lose me a game. Mayfield's been losing games, yeah, and, all year. And, and whether it's injuries or something else going on in his head or more, you know, commercials for his home, the stadium. I don't know. But who else? If not, if not Mayfield, who else? This was my argument last year for Prescott. If not Prescott, who else for the Cowboys? You know, Baker Mayfield, the meme is out there, so I'm not breaking news, but he's just a sober Johnny Manziel. Pretty much. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's a turnover waiting to happen. He's inaccurate, which if you're little, you've got to be accurate, and he's inaccurate. I mean, the comparisons coming out of college where could he be Drew Brees? No, man, because he's not that accurate. Um, you know, he, he overthrows balls on a line when he needs to be lofting them. 
and he lofts balls when he needs to be darting them. He's just he's just not that good. He's not going to get paid in 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 Cleveland, okay? So he's gone from there. Yeah. And then the question is, who wants him? Yeah, that's true. And the long search for a Cleveland quarterback will continue. That's the weirdest God, thing. It's yeah. been horrible. It's the weirdest Google thing. Google that. I think they've had like nineteen quarterbacks in the last. Oh, it's it's well, it's nineteen it's, quarterbacks, eight thousand coaches. Yeah, it's it's a franchise. And I swear to you, I thought Tim Couch was the real deal. I really did. I thought I'm Tim sorry. Couch was their guy. You know who who I thought was the real deal, and he didn't turn out. I thought Blake Bortles. Really? When he came out, really that he would be the real deal, but he never. No, he, he didn't do a damn him. thing. And I had my, a lot of my doubts about Joe Burrows. I mean, I'm like, okay, this kid had a great senior season. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Does that translate into an NFL career? When he was 24, almost 24 years yeah. old, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing. By the way, I was listening to Trent Dilfer talk about um, about uh, Burrow. Quarterback, Trent <laughs> yes, that, that guy. Hey. Uh, about Joe Burrow the other day, and he was like, you know, there's nothing about Joe Burrow that is exceptional athletically as a quarterback. He's not quick. He doesn't have a great arm. He doesn't have a super quick release. There's nothing off the charts about him. He's not a superhuman. He's not like Josh Allen. He's right. not like the kid in uh, with Same the Chargers. Idea, yeah. yeah. Um, he's not like Herbert. He's not like that. What he is is exceptionally tough. And he's a hell of a dude, which means everybody else respects him. Yeah. And it was obvious that LSU, that, you know, he was a transfer, came in late, older than everybody, and led everybody, and they believed in him. And obviously it kind of translated that way to, to yeah. Cincinnati, where now everybody believes in that kid. And, you know, you saw him take the hits yeah. the other day against Kansas City, pops right back up. Everybody still believes they're winning the football game. There's a little bit, and everybody's making the comparisons to Tom Brady. That's cool. There's a little bit of Joe Montana to him that is that I love. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying he's got that cool factor where it's like people believe in me, man. No, I, I believe he believes in himself. I think the team responds well to him, but let's not get our panties in a wad too quickly. I mean, he still hasn't. Marched the team down 75 yards with a minute and a half left in a meaningful game and won it. When he does that, I'll be a believer, but is he an incredible generational talent? I think if they can keep him upright, he is. Maybe. I really do. And by the way, he takes more hits than anybody else in the entire I mean, NFL. Shame, I mean, Number one yeah. in hits taken. Yeah, that was a silly hit they took on one of the eight million plays they, they inside had from the inside five. the 10. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, he he was hobbling around. I'm like, ooh, this is not good. They got to protect. They this do. Is my voice. They do got to protect him. Um, no doubt. Yeah, they definitely have to protect this kid. So yeah, yeah. go ahead. NBA. What do you want to know? I don't know. I'm gonna drink a beer. I'm losing my voice. Yeah, cool. Me and Mr. Bill are gonna talk about it. Okay. All right. Hey, Mr. Bill, you've been watching the NBA? <laughs> no, Jeff. It's still football season. I'm not, watch, I'm not watching the basketball stuff until the NFL is over. Well, you're missing out on an awesome season. Are we? Yeah. First of all, watching Golden State every single night is an absolute traveling circus. You have to watch it. It's beautiful basketball. They beat the hell out of teams, and they play basketball the right way. Steph Curry has off nights and they still win with guys that you've probably never heard of, okay? I mean, obviously, you know Draymond Green, but other than that, you're probably not going to know a single mm -hmm. other one of his teammates, 
Honest to goodness. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Best record in the league. Milwaukee has been through COVID all year long, and they're still hanging around at the top of the East, and they're going to be back in the NBA, at least in the Eastern Conference Finals against Brooklyn, which is your almost undoubted Final Two from the East. But Chicago's making a push, and they're fun. Former Spur, DeMar DeMar DeRozan, who we loved All of a sudden, though, he can hit game-winning shots, which he could never do. I mean, he'd score 28, 30 points for San Antonio, but he wasn't the guy that, you know, with 30 seconds left, he just couldn't execute. Last week, he was... You're absolutely right. If there was one criticism of DeMar DeRozan, it was that if the clock was under a minute, I didn't feel like he was going to come through. It was weird because I thought when the clock got to five minutes, he was going to be great from five minutes until one minute, and then after one minute, he was going to be terrible. All of a sudden, he's grown. He's found the next level of his game. And by the way, I don't think enough can be said for how much his game expanded once he left Toronto and came to San Antonio. Totally different guy. His assist numbers, way up. His playmaking, which doesn't always result in assists, way up. And he's had two straight game winners, which is just, you know, awesome. And, you know, Spurs fans are like, well, why did we get rid of him? Hey, man, we had to. He's not on our timeline. Yeah, it's it. They're going with a youth movement. He didn't fit in. No, and we got what we needed for him. Okay, which is fine and good for Demar going out there, and he's going to make a huge playoff push with Chicago because I think Chicago has one more deal to make, and they may be making it maybe with the Suns or somebody else, but they have a deal to make with Patrick Williams who's their uh, former first-round draft choice from a year ago, who's an all-league kind of potential defender, but he's been injured all season. There's somebody, like the Spurs, who might be interested in taking on a Patrick Williams for the future while giving the Bulls something in return that they can use right now to make that leap to be able to be competitive with Brooklyn and, and, and the Bucks. Uh, it could happen. Do you see in the next couple of years saying the uh, Las Vegas Spurs? No way. Zero chance. Hmm. Why? Uh, they're not filling up the stadium. What else is new? Well, they filled up the stadium when they had the big three. And not really. Ready. Not really. At the end of the Duncan era, it was a pretty hard sell. But I've watched a couple games, and it's bad. It looks like a WNBA game. Guess what? Bad NBA teams do not fill stadiums. I mean, take a look at Orlando or Sacramento or – Anybody else who's crummy. I mean, Memphis, when they went down in the tubes, nobody was going to those games. And it wasn't because Memphis didn't love the Grizzlies. It was because they were bad. If you have a not very good product out there and you know you're not going to the playoffs, you're not going to get the fans. But Does the Spurs Vegas ever get a team with the success of uh, Oh, definitely NFL? Vegas gets a team. So then you'd have to explain, do some more expansion, wouldn't you? Well, there's an expansion coming for the NBA because they have, oh, to, put a, they have to put another team in, in Seattle. So they the- have to. That has to happen. My, my passion for the NBA is wane as much as yours has grown because at the end of the day, they play 162 games. That's baseball. No. That's baseball. Oh, however many they play. 82. 82. 82. Well, which is, which too, is too long. I mean, I mean yeah. I'm being, but but, but, but 17 but, but, is too long in the NFL, and 162 is too okay, long in hear, baseball. Hear me out, though. Okay. And I know last year was a weird year because of COVID, but at the end of the day, you're pretty much going to see the same – Four or five teams slugging it out for the conference championship. You can't say that in football. 
you can't say that in baseball. I know, so but I, I and I agree that that's true because most years when I you know go to my book and I start making bets, I know pretty damn well the eight teams that are going to be in the playoffs from each conference, and now it's ten because of the plan. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I can pretty well tell you at least three of the four semifinal teams for the NBA. Yeah. You That's can't do point. that in the NFL. Or baseball. How, uh, yeah, you really can't do that in baseball either. You're right. However, I think there's something great about having people at the top of the mountain, the, the, the Duke in, in college basketball, oh, where yeah. you know when they come into the season, man, they got Zion Williamson, yeah. and they have the you know five All-Americans coming in, and they're going to be there at the end. I have no problem with that. Speaking and of Zion, you live an entire season trying to knock – you know the 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 eagle off its perch. I'm cool yeah. with that. And and that, that, that kid, go ahead. And there are five teams with lower average attendance than the Spurs right now. See, there you go. You got the Grizzlies, the Kings, the Thunder, the Pistons, and the, and the Grizzlies Pacers. are damn good. By the way, the Grizzlies have a chance to. First of all, they're going to win the Southwestern Conference, Southwestern Division. I mean, they're going to beat Dallas. Okay, they're going to win our division. And nobody saw that coming. Yeah. And they're good, and they're so fun. I was going to ask you who your surprises were. Well, the Memphis. two big surprises are, are easy, Cleveland and Memphis. Okay. I mean, I think everybody thought that Memphis would be a little bit improved, but they're much improved. Everybody thought that Cleveland was going to be crummy, and it turns out they're not crummy at all. No, they're they good. Rondo. Will Rondo mess them up? No. No, Rondo will help them. They lost, they lost um, uh, Ricky Rubio about 10 days ago to a season-ending season ending injury, and, and they like need veteran le- seems leadership. Like, seems like every year he's going down. Rubio's a great player and, and underappreciated. But Rondo, Rondo will do the, do the Rubio thing for their second unit, and that's all you're asking from him. Who's your biggest disappointments, Lakers? Oh, it's not even close. And who else? Mm, other great disappointment. Can the Lakers write the ship? No. Lakers are done. They're done. I mean, you want to tell me they win one series in the playoffs? Sure, I can buy that, okay? Or that they're a tough out in the second round, that's fine. But they're not good. They're not good. It's a terrible roster. Russell Russell Westbrook was a terrible addition next to LeBron James. And people like me were saying from the beginning, why the hell would you be doing that to Rob Polenka? It was a terrible decision. Nobody, nobody saw that working out. Nobody. You had mentioned a name that uh, I was watching some stuff the other night. And this kid's a beast, but even when he came out of college, I'm like, dude, with your knees and your size, you, even his gait back then was kind of weird. And I know because I have bad knees, but Zion Williamson's eating himself out of the league. Yeah. All of Charles Barkley. Yeah, well, that's the irony of that is that, of course, he was taken number one overall by the New Orleans Pelicans, and number two was John Morant to the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think the Grizzlies, you know, were like, oh, shucks, you know. We missed out on the great player of, of this draft by one pick. Yeah. No, they got the great player from that. John yeah. Morant is that guy. Yeah, he's, he's the transcendent talent. And Zion Williamson, last year, when he was healthy, was putting up numbers that nobody has ever seen before. No, no. Field goal percentage, steals, rebounds, points per game. His, his, uh, uh, um, his, what is the what is the metric um, PPR? 
his PPR was as high as anybody has ever seen. Mm. I mean, it was like Jordan level stuff where like you can't replicate that. Nobody has ever replicated that. But if he's not healthy and if he's eating his way out of the league, which it certainly seems like you're right that he is. I mean, when he joined, he was 285 and I thought he should have been a minimum 265. So he's 20 pounds overweight when he got in the league. And now I read he's, He's a couple fries short of 318 pounds. Yes. And the toll that's going to take on your knees and your body. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. And a lot of people predicted that when he was drafted, that like unless he lost weight and got himself in shape, that it was never going to work out, and it hasn't. So hopefully he'll commit himself to a a program and take off about 50 pounds, and I think it'll be amazing. Then he'll be back. Anything else, folks? I don't think so. I think we're we actually went really really long tonight. So, All right. oh well, that was we easy. may we may have one viewer left or someone listening in the car. Much love to my children. <laughs> yeah, if if you have a fifty minute commute, we we're sorry for you. Though though, if you drive on I ninety five on the East Coast, your fifty you, your commute is like twenty five <laughs> hours. Yeah, plug all our uh, viewing and listening options real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, all the podcast places. We're on the YouTube. And we're probably going to start to get some other stuff out there. I think we're going to get a Twitter, so we can so we can talk when we're not talking, and then make really really stupid statements about people <laughs> about it. Well, one thing we always have is hot sports opinions. Well, Jeff, this is I, I enjoyed your, it, Andy. This is your third show. Yeah, it is. So you know you you made the Whoa. squad. You what made is the squad. that? This is your official to the max sports hat. Oh my God! You made Are the you squad. Kidding me? I don't you even have an F and hat. I gave you one when we first started. Okay. Oh, man, look at that. That's sure. We're down the golf course. Handsome to the max. That looks good, man. I like that, that <laughs> brim. It's straight. I'm old school. He's a good-looking guy. Look yeah, at I, yeah. I'm warmed over death. Thanks, All right, Andy guys. Bob. Yeah. And guys. Max for not being here. <laughs> well, Max will be here. Max always has an open invitation. Uh, guys, really enjoyed it. Always have fun. If you're still around, please hit that like and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. New time. 7 p.m. every Wednesday. Yeah. We, we, we actually need to tell our host that it's actually 7 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> he made it. And no, not brought, your bad. But he brought A-game. Okay, there we go. And we are out. Oh, wait.